You're listening to Bringing an Ancient Faith to a Modern World with Father Anthony Mesa, where we explore ways to encourage and equip the local Orthodox Church. Let's get started. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Bringing an Ancient Faith to a Modern World podcast. I'm Katie Karras, and I'm back here with Father Anthony this month as um, I ask him a couple questions about a topic that he is very passionate about. Isn't that right, Father Anthony? Absolutely. This is one of my favorite topics. (laughs) Well, we've got an interesting topic today, um, and it's something um, to do with a term we call Christianese. Now, for our listeners who may not know, what do we mean by Christianese, Father Anthony? Christianese means words, phrases that Christians use that make sense to us, but pretty much to no one else. It's kind of like jargon for Christians or slang for Christians. So like, for example, if you're in the Christian world or the church world, you may say things like, you know, I feel God calling me to. And basically, you, you would say that, and then we would just do whatever it is that we want to do. And we use that as kind of an excuse <laughs> to do whatever we want to do. Or we would say, you know, the Lord put it on my heart to speak to you about. And then again, we would lay into that person and criticize them or whatever it may be. Or we'd say things like, I feel like I need to speak the truth in love here, which is our way of saying, I'm about to be rude, but I'm using kind of some Bible terms to kind of couch it. So Christianese just basically means things that make sense to us. It's kind of our slang. And it's, I think it's a problem for the church overall. All great examples that I have definitely heard or um, unfortunately used before in my mm-hmm. life. But there's one in, um, word in particular that you wanted to chat about today. Isn't that right? Yeah. The, the word that, that one of the words that bothers me the most is when we use or rather misuse and abuse one of the key words in all of Christianity. And that's one that Jesus said that should characterize the lives and the mindsets of all his followers. Like we abuse it. That sounds very important. What, what is that word? It's the word servant. And the word servant, okay, if you grew up in church, I say servant, you kind of have an idea of what a servant is. A servant means someone who does this, someone who does this. If you just take the word servant at its root, like someone outside the church context has an accurate view of what the word servant means. A servant means someone you know, who serves, someone who is employed in the service of another person. And it's a term that Jesus used repeatedly to describe how we should view ourselves in relation to our master. And he talked about how we are servants of the Most High God. It seems like a very obvious definition to me. So where did things go wrong here? In my experience, okay, and this could just be my experience, but I, I think it's more. But in my experience, we took the word servant, we flipped it upside down. Okay, It's supposed to mean someone who is below or someone who is underneath, or like I said, employed in the service of another. But we actually use servant to mean like a position of rank. It's like a social class thing. Like a servant, like there are meetings for servants. You're not a servant, you can't come in here. Or servants do this, or servants. And oh yeah, I'm a servant. Get out of my way, a servant coming through. So we actually ended up doing the exact opposite of what I think it's supposed to mean. We use it as like a promotion or a position of authority. And I think the meaning of it should be the exact opposite. Yeah, so the word ends up being about rank and class and status, which can't be what Jesus had intended when he used the term. If you look at what St. Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 2, in that famous passage where he said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. 
And he's saying the same mindset Jesus had is the mindset we have, okay? And he's going to equate it to a servant in a second. He says that he, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. So you see right there, Katie, is that the whole idea is that servants equals no reputation. Okay, he connected it right there. And we've done the opposite. We've made being a, quote, servant, something that you need to have for your reputation, something that you put on your spiritual resume. Oh, I'm a servant. Is he a servant? Oh, no. And then I hear the expression, that's a big servant. Or that's a whatever servant. It basically means like someone who's officially arrived and made it, you know, in the church community. And again, I just think that's the polar opposite of what Jesus meant. Well, I know, like I said, you're very passionate on the subject. So even from the start of STSA, um, we've, we've known how you felt about the word servant. And that's why we kind of use a different term um, when we're talking about ministries and service. Yeah, the, the word that we try to use when it comes to those who are serving in the church or doing activities in the church is volunteer. And do you feel like that makes um, a difference within our church community? Absolutely. I feel like it sets the right expectation. I want everyone to, have, to find a way to volunteer in the church. And I want everyone to, to help out in the ministry in some shape or form. But the bottom line is some people are at a point in their life where they can't. Or some people live at a place where they can't. Or some people, you know, life circumstances doesn't allow them to volunteer. But just because you don't volunteer at church doesn't mean you're not a servant. You need to have a mindset of a servant in everything that you do in life. You're a servant at work. You're a servant in your home. You're a servant in your neighborhood. Like being a volunteer doesn't make you a servant. All of us, Christians, you are a Christian, you are a Christ follower, you are a servant. You must have the mind and attitude of Christ that makes you a servant. And then volunteering in church becomes a specific manifestation of your service or an example or a way that you live it out. But by no means can I say that if you volunteer, you're a servant. And if you don't volunteer, you're not a servant. Because you and I both know, Katie, there's a lot of people who are volunteering in different positions, but they don't have a servant mindset. And then the inverse is true. But many people who don't have the ability to volunteer in a organized fashion, but they truly have a heart and a mind of a servant. So it's not that we're eliminating the word completely from our church community, but we're just applying it in a different way. Exactly. Can you give us an example of that mindset and practice outside of the typical ministry um, that, we're, that we are familiar with? Like, you know, again, something that I unfortunately, I, I've seen it too often is that, I'll tell you the negative and then the positive side. Something I've seen too often is that you're, you're in an, an environment and, you know, someone will, will kind of have this attitude of, well, I'm, I actually heard someone say this one time. So I heard someone say, you can't speak to me that way. I'm a servant. And I was just thinking to myself, like, do you know what the word servant means? Now, the person who spoke to him was rude. And I'm not saying, like, we should be able to speak how we want. But my point is, is that means we've lost the term servant. What we, what we ha have to understand is that being a servant isn't something that's a promotion for us. Being a servant is something that we voluntarily, we put ourselves down in the service of others. And that's in everywhere that we go. And the flip of that, okay, is like I said, I know people who are not serving in Sunday school and who are not volunteering in any official capacity. But they serve God and they serve others in every single little action that they do. And the person that I'll think of always to the day I die is I think of my mom. 
And my mom was the greatest servant that I ever knew in my entire life. She never taught Sunday school. She never gave a sermon. She never did anything in front of people. Okay, what she did is when she met you, she treated you like you were the most important person on the planet. And everywhere she went, okay, that's what she made people do. And that's why, you know, she passed away a few months ago and at her funeral, that was kind of the common theme that everyone kept telling me is like, your mom made me feel like she was my mom. Your mom made me feel like I was the most important person in the world. So to me, that's servant. Okay, it's not, if I need to tell you that I'm a servant or I need to have like a, a badge that says I'm a servant or a tattoo on my forehead, something, something isn't right there. Okay, we volunteer in the church. We, we have different jobs that we do. That's great. That's important. But servant is much deeper and much broader than that. I really appreciate this perspective. And I think if it was um, normal times where we were having church every Sunday, it's something that people notice and have commented on and they enter STSA. I think your mom was a great example of that, of, of when someone walked in, she made them feel like they were the most important person in the world. And it's just as simple as pointing out where the coffee is, you know, helping them find the bathroom. Um, but it was just that everyone um, as a congregation had decided to have the mind and attitude of Christ when welcoming mm -hmm. those who are walking in for maybe the first time or maybe unfamiliar um, with our church. So it was something so special that I can't wait to get back to once we're back into normal exactly. times. Exactly. And, and several of those people are not volunteers and they don't have an official job or they don't have a title or they don't know the secret servant code or anything like that. <laughs> but if we have the mindset, okay, then the volunteering just becomes a, a example of it or a manifestation of it, but the goal is much bigger. Yeah, well, thank you so much, Father Anthony, for talking about this um, important topic with us. My pleasure. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to kind of get it off my chest. <laughs> Anytime. And thanks so much for listening, everyone. We've got some great um, volunteer, what we call volunteer resources on our website that you want to check out. You can visit, uh, check those out at stsaministries.org um, and on the volunteer management and appreciation page. Um, and hopefully we can all take away from this and think about some more examples of true servants that come to mind and people that we can look to as an example of living this principle out. Thanks, Father Anthony. Thank you, Katie. We'll chat soon. To listen to previous episodes or access all of our free resources, Join the community at stsaministries.org.